Oh, thank you so much, Miss Linda. Well, good morning, church. Let's stand together. Let's worship. We have victory this morning in Jesus, and so let's sing about it, victory in Jesus. Came and brought to me the victory. 
victory this morning, church. Amen? Amen. Yeah. We have victory this morning. Well, good morning. It's so good to see you this morning. If you're our guest, thank you for visiting this morning. There's a QR code on the screen behind me or the pew front in front of you. If you'll take a moment and scan that and give a little information, we get to know you a little better. At the end of the service, we have a special gift for you out here in the Welcome Center. We also want to welcome those who are visiting online as well. We've come to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords this morning. We have victory in his name and there's joy in this house. Amen. Take a few moments, greet somebody around you and tell them how happy you are to see them this morning. Surely in 
because of the blood that was shed on Calvary. It was because of his grace extended to us and his mercy that is sufficient. As we continue in worship, call on him today because he wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to guide you. Listen as Kathy leads us. In the darkness we were waiting without hope, without light till from heaven you came mercy in your eyes to fulfill the law and prophets to a virgin came the word from a throne of endless glory to a cradle in the dirt Let's sing this together praise the father praise the father praise the salvation 
church of Christ was born, and the Spirit lit the flame. Now the gospel truth of old shall not kneel, shall not faint. By his blood and in his name, in his freedom, I am free. For the love of Jesus Christ, who has resurrected me. Church, I don't know about you, but that is a reason to have joy this morning. It's a reason to celebrate this morning. It's a reason that no matter what you're going through in your life this morning, you can say, the tomb is no longer filled. It is empty. Amen? Come on. You hear what I'm saying this morning? No matter what's going on in your life, he is there. 
Kathy, will you, will you do and me a favor? And the morning that you rose, all of heaven held Church, let's its breath. This together this morning. For the stone he was moved for praying. good, for the Lamb had conquered death. And, and the, the dead, dead rose from their tombs, and the angels stood in awe. For the souls of all who'd come to the Father's restored, and the church of Christ was born, then the Spirit lit the flame, and now His gospel truth of hope shall not kneel and shall not fade. By His blood and in His name, in His name. Are you free this morning, church? Amen. For the love of Jesus Christ, who has resurrected me. I need someone who knows this about singing out. Come on, praise the Father. Praise the Father. Praise the King of kings and our Lord of lords, that's because he is great this morning. Let's sing this great hymn together. Oh Lord my God.
Let's praise him this morning, how great he is. Amen? Amen. You may be seated. Grief Share is a support group ministry that helps people heal from the pain of grief. The Grief Share video seminars, workbook exercises, and small group discussions give participants encouragement, useful advice, and hope. The videos, they're very believable. It just seems like regular people speaking from the heart. They help me focus my thoughts. Having many different people on the videos from week to week makes a huge difference. The video strengthened me. The way I grew up, people had a funeral, they went to somebody's house, ate a lot of food, and you never talked about it after that. Uh, and to be able to sit in a small group and hear people actually express what I was thinking and feeling was quite refreshing. I needed to be in a situation where I could talk freely about my feelings and my grief and not feel like that I was causing other people to be uncomfortable. My workbook helped me to unravel the feelings that were I was going through. I found that the workbook was so helpful in that while the video I was watching it, I could make notes. And it helps me go back and, and remember how God can help me. If you know people in your church or community who are grieving the death of a loved one, tell them about Grief Share or visit a Grief Share group yourself to heal from the pain of your grief. And remember, no matter how long ago you lost your loved one, you are always welcome at Grief Share. There was such a void until I got into Grief Share. Grief Share has been a big help and encouragement to me. Grief Share brought me out of my sadness. Begin your journey from mourning to joy at Grief Share. here at our church and we all know someone or maybe you have experienced the loss of a loved one and we don't want you to journey that path alone and we have a great team um, that have a heart to help walk alongside you and to journey with you they've experienced grief and loss of loved ones in their own life and so I want to encourage you if you know someone to um, ask them to, to take a look at this opportunity for them to be a part of a group that will help them walk this path together with godly counsel. Um, it begins on January 22nd at 6 p.m. Um, and just uh, I encourage you, if, you're, if you've experienced the loss of a loved one, this is a, a great ministry and a great opportunity to join with others who need that comfort. Uh, to, they need someone to walk alongside them. And so please be a part of that great ministry starting on January 22nd. Well, it is, a, it is a great day in our church, and it's a great day we come together at this moment as we enter our time of prayer as a family. And so this is a special part of our service. If you're visiting with us, um, we take prayer very, very seriously here at the Forks. We know that prayer is transformative, that God hears us when we call on him, and then he answers. And so I'd like to invite you, if you'd like to come up to the altar and, and pray, or if you'd like to stand at your seat, or you may stay seated and those watching online, let's join together and ask God to do something special this morning.
before we go to prayer, I would just like to um, ask a special prayer for Miss Vivian Lester and the whole Lester family. Um, it's a, ro a roller coaster of uh, ups and downs, but we we want to lift that family up. Miss Vivian's a fighter, and she um, we're just praying for complete healing for her and for comfort and peace for the Lester family. We love them very much, and also pray for our students as they are. Um, gone to Pigeon Forge for a, a conference that God will just keep them safe and that he'll speak to them in a special way. Let's pray together. God, we thank you so much for the opportunity we have to come together this morning and to call on you, our Prince of Peace, our great comforter, the I Am, our Heavenly Father, and our great physician. And Father, I just pray in the stillness of this moment now that God you will work in the life of each person sitting here in this space and watching online pray for your Holy Spirit to touch each person in a special way today Father we lift up Miss Vivian to you God we pray for your healing touch to be upon her we pray for um, Todd and Kelly and Tim and Jenny and Terry and Jerry, Father, the Lester family, my God, you will just surround them with your peace and comfort in this time. Lord, we pray for our students as they are in Pigeon Forge that you will keep them safe and that, God, you will have a special touch on their lives this weekend. God, we thank you for how great you are. Father, as these requests are being lifted to you, among all the requests in this room that are being lifted to you simultaneously, Father, we pray that you will work in the midst of every situation and that you will receive all glory and honor for the outcomes. Father, we pray for just a few moments when we look into your word, that God, you will speak through me, Father, that you'll give me the words to say. God, we, we call on you. We call on you as our Heavenly Father, as our Prince of Peace, as the great mercy giver, one who shows us unconditional love. And I pray right now that there's someone in this room or watching online that has never accepted you as their personal Lord and Savior, that today will be their day of salvation. That today they will accept you as, as their Lord. And Father, we'll be sure to thank you for it. Father, we praise you what you're going to do and continue to do. And it's your name we pray. Amen. Before our choir comes to sing and uh, in just a few moments, I'd like to read a passage of scripture in which we'll be settling into this morning. Uh, for our message. And it's 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 27. This is what the word of the Lord says. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts from one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, 
it would, not, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But, in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I do not need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I do not need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And parts that are unpresentable, we are treated with special modesty. While our, our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has put the body together, giving great honor to the parts that it lacked it. So that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. May God so richly bless the reading of his word.
the heart of our faith, we find strength. In the whispers of our prayers, we discover hope. Today, let us come together as one to embrace the light of love, the beauty of grace, and our unwavering faith. In the warmth of these walls, we find refuge. In the unity of our congregation, we find belonging. We are bound not only by our shared beliefs, but by the love and compassion that flow through these chairs. Let us be the hands that reach out to those in need and the voice of compassion for those in despair. Let our lives be a testament to the power of faith and the overwhelming grace of God. Let us be the light that shines in the darkness, the hands that lift the fallen, and the voice of hope to a world in need. In our faith, we find our calling. In our church, we find our family. And in our service, we find our purpose. May the love and grace of our Lord guide us together on life's journey. Well, good morning. Oh, man, that's good. That's good. It's so good to see you this morning if you're visiting with us. Thank you once again for choosing to worship with us. Uh, my name is Sean Sherwood. I, I'm the Associate Pastor of Music and Worship, and um, it's such an exciting time in the life of our church, and I'm so thankful to be here and to look into God's Word with you this morning. Um, Pastor Todd um, sends his love. He wanted me to make sure that I told you that he sends his love, and he's thankful for your prayers, your texts, your emails, um, your phone calls for Miss Vivian, and she's still fighting. We're going to keep praying. We believe in a miraculous God. Amen. Um, we believe in a great physician, amen? And so we are praying for them, and we love you guys so much. I know they'll be watching online, and, um, and, and Tim and Jenny as well. We just, we love the Lester family, don't we, church? We love them so much. So um, just keep praying for them. Um, but I'm excited to be here with you this morning, and as I was preparing for um, this message this week, and um, Pastor Todd, hopefully, we're, we're praying he'll be back with us next week. I know you all miss seeing him. Um, but I, I began kind of just praying about what, what would you have me share, God? I mean, last week I shared a message on the seasons of life that we go through, and that's a message God laid on my heart months ago. And so um, he, he laid this passage in 1 Corinthians on my heart to share with you. And it's a great reminder as we start 2024. But I would be remiss if I didn't follow in our great pastor's footsteps and share a joke before we start. So here is my, we're going to call it, we need like a theme song, like a, here's Todd, Todd Lester's joke, something like that. Uh, <laughs> I need to, I got you, Todd, I'm going to make, we'll make, we'll make a jingle, it'll be good. Um, but anyway, so, so here, here's my joke of the, of the day, that wasn't it, here it is. Um, so a friend of mine, a few years back, we're leaving the church service, walking out together, he was walking slightly in front of me, pastor was always out front as he is every week, shaking hands, thanking you for being here. And so my friend walks up to the pastor, and the pastor grabs his hand, brings him in close, and he says, he says, son, he says, I need you in the army of the Lord. And my friend was kind of taken back. He's like, you know, thinking to himself, he's like, I've been saved. I mean, I, you know, I, he, said, so he says, pastor, he says, I'm part of the army of the Lord. And the pastor says, well, son, I, I need you here more than Christmas and Easter. And his friend leaned in really quietly, and he says, but pastor, I'm, this, I'm in the secret service. <laughs> oh, man. First... <laughs> Do you know I catch that? Was it too soft? I wasn't, anyway. Man, first service caught that one pretty good. Anyway, so there's my, there's my joke. Um, 
Anyway, it's hard to find a joke, especially when Pastor Todd takes them all. And so never, I never want to repeat a Pastor Todd joke, right, because that's his delivery. But anyway, so this morning I, I am excited to be speaking out of 1 Corinthians. This is Paul writing to the church at Corinth. And, and the, the key today, more than anything, is that we are one as the body of Christ, but we are made up of different parts. That is the gist of the message across the board. It's important for us to understand this uh, for more than one reason. First off, if you're in the room and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you can still be a part of the body of Christ. And that's coming to the saving realization that he is Lord, that he died on a cross for your sins. an opportunity to, to come down and, and pray with me. I'd love to pray with you to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. But those of you in the room who have accepted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior and watching online, you're a part of the body of Christ. You, we are one. Like you, you look around the room, you see many people, but we are one. And it's important for us to understand this concept because the church is the source of hope through Jesus Christ. When people look at the church, they should see hope. And in a world that they're in right now that is dying and that is negative and spewing venom left and right, you see it coming from all angles of your life. The church is that one beacon which people should look to and say, there's something different about them, and I want to know what it is and be a part of it. And so this morning, that's where I want us to kind of sit together and talk. That's where I want us to look. Because Paul puts it so eloquently in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he puts it in, in very understandable terms for us by saying, you know, you are one body but many parts. You know, if you, you, the eye can't say I don't need the ear, or I, I can't say I don't need the nose, or the feet can't say I don't need the hands. That's just not how it works. We, we have to, we need each other. And so this morning we're going to look at that together as a whole. And I was, I was praying about this and I was asking God, I was like, okay God, I just, 
I want to have a visual representation for what this means. Obviously, the body is a good visual. But then I thought, puzzles. When I was younger, I loved doing jigsaw puzzles. How many of you are puzzle fans? You like putting puzzles together? Yeah, and this is the season. We need to start a puzzle ministry, it looks like, in here. That's good. But it's a, it's a season to do puzzles, right? We haven't, thank goodness, had any terrible snowstorms right yet. But when it does, it's great. You pull out a puzzle. And so today, we're going we're gonna to kind of walk through some things together. We're going to put a puzzle together as, as we talk. And so what I want us to understand is that puzzle pieces are made up of different shapes, sizes, but the pieces fit together, right? That's, that's, how you, that's how the puzzle works. The puzzle pieces fit together, and then they make this beautiful portrait. And so I think when I was, I was praying about this, I was like, well, God, I said, this is a perfect example of, of what the church is supposed to be. We're all different shapes, sizes. We're different gift mixes. We have different talents, different skills. But yet, when we as the body come together as one, we make the beautiful portrait of what God's love is. And so this morning, that's what I want us to look at. So first, I need us to understand one really important detail. And that is, is that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Once again, you're fearfully and you're wonderfully made. God does not make mistakes. God does not make errors. Every person sitting in this room was designed and created for a purpose given by God. A few a couple weeks ago, we were in our Wednesday night prayer meeting, and we looked at a passage of Scripture, Psalm 139, and I want to reference that because this is put so well. Daniel puts it for us this way. He says, For you, in, you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, inter intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. D Daniel writes so beautifully here because he's telling us in a crystal clear picture that God cares about us individually down to every last detail of your life. And so in a world when we're told, well, if you don't do this, you won't amount to anything, or if you don't go to this school, you won't get this job, or if you don't do this job, then you won't be this successful, or you know, if you don't have the perfect American dream, then that means you're not, you're not worth anything. But the reality is, is that's contradictory to what God has, because God purposely designed you for a reason and a plan. You may be referencing the seasons from last week. You may be in a season of preparation where maybe you're learning what that is. Maybe you're not sure. Maybe you're in a, a, a place of confusion personally because God's not a God of confusion. And maybe you just haven't sought him out. But there is a perfect plan and reason for you. You were created for that. Likewise, you were given gifts and talents. Many of you, you uh, may play sports. You may think, well, that's, that's like an earthly talent. Well, no. While it may be, you can use that for God's glory. You know, as a musician, I love it whenever we get to use our voices and we get to sing together and play instruments and bring glory to God through that. But you may be in a different world. Maybe it's a different type of gift or talent. Maybe it's a gift of teaching. 
Maybe it's a gift of compassion. Maybe it's the gift of mercy. Maybe it's the gift of administration. Maybe it's something like that, but you'll have to find where your gift lies. And if you're a believer, you could begin seeking that out and using it for God's glory. That's what it says in Romans 12, 4 through 8. It says, For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, with members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, in proportion to our faith. If service, in our serving. The one who teaches, in his teaching. The one who exhorts, in his exhortation. The one who contributes, in generosity. The one who leads, with zeal. The one who does not act of mercy, with cheerfulness. And so we learn here, and this is Romans, and we're, we're learning here in, in the book of Romans that we all have different gifts, and they're important for each other in the body of Christ. You know, it goes back to, and we'll read in just a second, but we can't all have the same gifts. That would be kind of like having just an eye, you know, or just an ear. You know, that's, that's not how the body functions, right? Like what Paul said to us in 1 Corinthians 12. And so it's important that we understand that we are fearfully and wonderfully made with gifts and talents to join together as the body is one. The body being together and achieving the ultimate goal of ministering to those who are lost, those who are maybe hopeless, because once again, we're the beacon, right? The church is the beacon of hope. People look at us and should see hope. And so whatever your gifts and your talents are, you discover them, and then you'll be able to use them for his glory and his honor. You know, just like a puzzle. You know, puzzle pieces. Every puzzle piece has its function. Every puzzle piece put together helps create part of the picture. And every time we put a puzzle piece together, we start to see more and more of the picture appear. It's just like that with the church. The more and more that we discover our gifts and our talents and we start to apply them and use them for the kingdom of God, the more and more we can advance those coming to the saving knowledge of Jesus. This is what it says in 1 Corinthians 12, what we just read, and this is kind of reiterating the statement from before. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. Now, you may ask yourself this morning, or you may say to yourself this morning, not ask yourself, you may say to yourself this morning, Sean, I just, I just woke up and happened to come to the forks. Just a spur of the moment, just happened to come. Well, I hate to tell you this, but that's not accurate with all the love in my heart. God brought you here for a reason. Every step has been ordained for you. God knows where you're going to be when you're going to be there. And that's important. Because just like we, we have just read, is that we all are set in place in the body of Christ for a purpose and a plan. So you were here for a reason this morning. Now, God will speak to you, my prayer is, and reveal what that reason is. Maybe it's a reminder that the church is a place for us all to belong. Maybe it's um, a place where maybe you've drifted away for the last few years and 
You know, you're like, you know, it's 2024, I want to start new, I want to get back in church, which is great. Maybe it's God's been maybe pulling on your heart, but you didn't quite know what it was, and now he's brought you here this morning, and now you're like, oh, this is why he keeps telling me to go to that place called the Forks. But no matter what, you're here for a reason and a purpose, just like the scripture just told us. You know, if we have just the eye, where would our sense of hearing be? We have to have all of us together. Now, I know many of you sitting in the room this morning, you're thinking, well, Sean, I, just, I, don't, I don't have a place to serve. I don't know where to serve. Well, that's, that's the beauty of, you going to guess it, the body of Christ. There are so many opportunities here, just speaking for our church, here at the Forks. There's so many opportunities for you to be involved. I'm going to talk about a few of them a little bit later on. But also, we have a staff, myself, Todd, JT, Lee, Mary. We would love to help guide you to find your place where God has intended for you to serve. On the other side of that coin, some of you are sitting here saying, oh, I've been in church before. I know this. Y'all are, are lacking in volunteers, Sean. That's what it is. You know what I'm talking about. Some of you know, right? They're like, oh, I've heard this. I've been in churches. But that's, that's exactly what they do. Like, oh, man, we're lacking volunteers. Let's do a message on serving. <laughs> That'll get them coming, right? <laughs> Hear me out when I say that. That's not this message. Here's my heart on this message. I want you to get the same joy that I feel when I serve with God's people. Honestly. There is joy, we sang it, in the house of the Lord, but there's joy in serving with people, brothers and sisters, who understand that we are that beacon of hope. And that the people outside of these four walls are worth it. That's, that's my heart. My heart for you this morning is that you get excited about wanting to be a part of what God is doing. God is doing something really incredible here at the Forks. I've only been here for six months, and I can see it. God is doing something incredible. I don't want you to miss out. So please hear me. This is not a guilt message of, and then like you're going to walk out, and there's going to be like, you know, a bunch of people stand up ready with little clipboards, and were you going to serve next? No, it's not going to be that. <laughs> this is my heart. I want you to serve because I see the joy it brings myself, and it brings the people I get to serve with. And I want that for you this year. I want you to experience that. I don't want you to look down the road a year from now and be like, man, I should have listened to Sean. He was talking about how much joy people get from serving, and I've seen it happen this year, and I just didn't jump in. I didn't, you know, take the leap. I don't want that for you, okay? I don't want, I don't want the FOMO, all right? I want you to be a part and do ministry with this body of believers. The last verse that I think of when I... When I I, I, I'm praying about this particular idea of you're fearfully and wonderfully made, and God has a plan and a purpose for you. It takes us to Proverbs. It's Proverbs 19:21, and this is what it says. It says, "Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand." Folks, when we when we buy into the idea that we are fearfully and wonderfully made for a purpose designed by God. That changes every other variable dramatically. Now, is it going to make things happen and everything's all happy-go-lucky? No, no, no. But if we understand that we are created for a purpose, 
I don't know about you, but like, I don't want to go through life not having purpose. It's, it's really kind of frustrating and sad and boring, I'm going to be honest with you. It really is. Like, if I, if I had to go through life and didn't have a purpose in my life, I think it would be a very dark world. But we, we understand that God himself, the creator of the universe, the one who spoke and the stars, the sun, and the moon all went into place. He created you for a purpose. I mean, just a, can we just take a minute and think about that? The great God, the one, like I said, who spoke and brought everything into existence, he has a plan and a purpose for your life. That's how much he cares. That's how much and how great our God is. So we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And the second part of that is that you are wanted and are needed. Now this is where it comes into that idea of the body, many parts, becoming one. You are wanted and you are needed. The world around you may say that you are worthless, we don't need you, you're just a waste of space. That is very contradictory to our God and creator and the body of Christ. You are needed. The body itself cannot function without you. The body of Christ cannot function without you. You are needed in other, so that folks can come through those doors and hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. No part is greater than the other. I think about Pastor Todd, myself, JT, Lee, Mary. We can't do ministry without the body of Christ. If we tried, we would all perish. So you're wanted and you're needed, church. Look at what it says in 1 Corinthians 12. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear should say, I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body either. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we would think less honorable, we bestow the greatest honor, and our unpresentable parts are treated with greatest mod greater modesty.
But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there be no division, may there be no division in the body, and the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, we all suffer together. If one member is honored, we all rejoice together. Church, you are wanted and needed because without you, the body of Christ cannot function to its fullest capability. We need all the hands, the arms, the legs, the eyes, the nose, the ears, all we can get. We need you. And you may think, well, I only have the gift of ministration. We'll use that as an example. Great. We need that. The church needs it. I have the gift of teaching. Great. We need it. Well, we already have all the Sunday school school. No, God may be laying it on your heart to open a new Sunday school or small group. Don't ever hinder God like that. <laughs> you're needed, church. You're needed and you're wanted. The last part of that passage is really powerful to me. Because being one body and many members, if one of us suffers, we all suffer. Last week I mentioned this. Our choir, part of the body of Christ. One of us was suffering. We lost Miss Carolyn Collins unexpectedly. And our choir was suffering. Because when one of us suffers, we all suffer. Right now, I feel my pastor suffering. And I feel some of my best friend suffering because their mama is sick. Church, we suffer together. Because we are one body with many parts. And even though we go through suffering and we know the outcome, we know that no matter what may happen this side of heaven, if completion to healing for a loved one is the other side of glory, it still hurts. But we as the body come together and we suffer together. It was a beautiful picture Wednesday night. Um, Kelly Lester was here, uh, and Anne Catherine and Sophie, and I was so happy to see them, knowing what was going on. And, and God just laid it on my heart right in the middle of prayer meeting, and we just prayed over her. And it was a beautiful picture of the body of Christ surrounding a sister who we love so much, and her family and Todd, Surrounding them, knowing that we are calling on the great I am. We are calling on the king of glory. We were calling on the great physician. We were calling on the I am. We were calling on the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. We were, we were calling on the one who conquered the grave. But the body, when one part suffers, we all suffer. The other side of that is when one is honored, we all rejoice. That's a great thing, friends. It's exciting. I don't know about you, but I just get so excited when somebody walks down that aisle and says, you know what, I want to become a believer of Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but that is worth all the time in the world, 
all the effort that's put into planning services, that's worth everything. Because they now get it. They get that they were a sinner dying and going to hell, but now they realize that there is a Savior who loves them and shows them grace unconditional, and he says, let me take your burden. Your sins have been covered. You are now a child of mine. Woo, church. <laughs> That's exciting. But not just that. I don't know about you, but whenever we see someone go for a swim in the old baptismal, I love it. I love it. Like, it's funny, we, we have a joke about this on the stage. In, so the, if, you'll never, if you'll ever notice during baptism, praise team members will never stand right here during the baptism. We call, we call it the splash zone. But I'm, I'll be honest with you, that'd be kind of fun, don't you think? We had a baptism on the splash zone, like first three or four rows, sorry you're going to get wet this morning. <laughs> that would be fun, right? Oh. But that's exciting. I'm going to use the example again because I am just very excited for him. Phil... One of our amazing technicians, I mentioned this last week, we'll mention it again, is a, is a time we're going to rejoice as a church because he's fixing to have his first baby, and I'm so excited for him. That, friends, is, that's what the body of Christ is all about, is that whenever we suffer, we suffer together, but also when we are honored, when one part is honored, we rejoice together. Oh, man, I don't know about you, that, that excites my spirit. I just, I don't know, I just get so excited sometimes. But you're wanted and you're needed. Just like the puzzle. Whenever we put puzzles together, they're different shapes, they're different sizes, they're different the way they fit into the, the design of the picture are so important for us. Because if we have one piece that's missing or one piece that doesn't quite fit, that means it's not in the right spot, and so we have to readjust. But we begin to see a beautiful picture put together. And we start to see the picture take shape the more we put the pieces where they belong. But you and I know, you do a puzzle, what's, what's frustrating? Have you heard that happen? Put a puzzle together, you get to the very end, what's happened? One piece is missing. Now you know your wife took it, right? <laughs> Just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, you, you think the puzzles, you're like, wait a minute. I know we have this, so you're searching all over trying to find it. Folks, let me tell you, that, that's, that's the reality of who we are in Christ. If we, don't have a, if we have a piece missing from the overall picture, you being that piece, then the picture's not complete. The body is not complete. We have to have each other. We need each other to serve, to do life together, to be a shoulder to cry on, to be a hug whenever celebration happens. This is what it says in Ephesians 4, 16. It says, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. And then Hebrews 10, 24 says, and let us consider how we spur one another on toward love and good deeds. This is why you're needed. You are there to spur someone else on. You may think, well, Sean, I have had a rough year in 23. I can't spur nobody on. I'm barely spurring myself on. We've all had those years, my friend. And so maybe this is the year that you are being spurred on by someone else in the body of Christ. Maybe you're being encouraged by someone else in the body of Christ. So that 
who knows in 25 or later in 24, you can be that encouragement. We are not meant to do life alone, church. It's not designed that way. We as the body of Christ function together as one. If it wouldn't be so important, do you think God would have put it in the Bible this way? We are one body with many parts, and we need each other to be able to function. We need each other to be able to succeed. There are so many great opportunities in which we get to invest in the lives of our community. I'll give you an example. My first trunk or treat was this past year, and I had a great time. I, uh, this was Kelly and I's first one, and we had the opportunity to minister to hundreds of hundreds of people. I think it reached over 1,000, I think, ultimately. I'm sorry, I don't have the number on my head, but it was well over, it had to have been close to 1,000, if not more. And somebody would say, well, well, Sean, we didn't, we didn't preach the gospel there. While that would have been a really cool idea, and we, I wish we could have, and there's a way for us to do it next year, I think is what Mary's looking at. Can I tell you we did show them the gospel? Through our actions? By having a safe place that their ki- they could bring their kids to come and get some candy and see characters and get loved on by you as the body of Christ? That, that's just as strong as the gospel. Because it's in fact what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to do. Another great example coming up, and we have our Easter egg hunt. Another great ministry opportunity for our community. There are ways for us as a church to join together as one and share the love of Christ through everything we do and be the body of Christ. The last passage here that I want to, I want to share with you is 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11. This is what it says. As each has received a gift, let us, let us use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Why do we serve as the body of Christ? To bring glory and honor to God himself. That is why we serve together. Our mission statement here at the church has a three-part level to it. And I felt as I was praying about this, this is, this is a perfect way for us to action plan how to use this message. So our first one is encounter with God. To have an encounter. How do you do that? Well, that's you personally saying, God, I'm a sinner. And I need your grace. I believe you died on a cross for my sins. And I trust you as my Lord and Savior. That is the first step. To have an encounter with God, we must accept him as our personal Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, our personal Savior. No one else can save you. You have to ask God to save you in your heart. So we have an encounter with God. Secondly, we equip the believer. So once you've encountered God and you begin a relationship with him and a journey with him, then we equip you. How do you get equipped? There's a couple ways to do that. One, you get plugged into a Sunday school or small group. We have a lot of options. We have our coffee and conversation that I'll pick up next week on Sunday nights. We have Bible study, having a new Bible study starting up on Sunday nights. We have some on Tuesday, some on Wednesday. We have some on Sunday morning. There's a lot of opportunity for you to get plugged in. You don't know where to get plugged in? Come see me after the service. I will get you connected. So that's engaging, I'm sorry, uh, equipping. The next thing you have to do in equipping is you have to 
begin to learn what your gift mix is. Where are your passions? Where do your passions lie? Some of you will already know this. Like you'll begin to say, well, Sean, I am, I am passionate about, about greeting the front door. I love when people walk in the door and I'm just a smiling face that says, hey, welcome to the church. So glad you're here. That's great. Man, boom, you're already there. Got it. Maybe you have a passion for students or a passion for children, passion for singles, college students. Maybe you have a passion for working out. Here's a great example. I used in the first service. There's some great opportunities for you to serve, and I'll get to those in a second. But you've got to find out where your gift mix is. Now, any of our staff would love to help you with that. We want to guide you along that journey as well. So once you've encountered God and you're becoming equipped, and that's the process. The equipped is kind of a long process. You kind of just, you get involved, and you're going to try ministry, and you're like, oof, I am not a kindergarten teacher. (laughs) Neither am I. And then, uh, <laughs> and then maybe you get in the student ministry, you're like, oh man, middle schoolers stink. And yes, they do. But it's okay. We love them all the same. Um, they're not here, so I can, no, anyway. Um, so so you, you've encountered God. You're beginning to be equipped. The last part is to evangelize. To engage with evangelism, with a heart of evangelism. How do you do that? That's whenever you really, you've, you just, you've been in Bible study Man, you're like, oh gosh, God's really speaking to me. He thinks, I, 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 mean, I feel like he's leading me to serve in our cross center, maybe the front desk. Lee would love that, have you the front desk, because some of you may not realize that. That's, that's an opportunity to serve. Um, there's a shift you can get, and you, you welcome people in at the cross center. They come in happy. They leave, whew, some slowly, and then others, you know, they may leave. And so anyway, so you get, to, you get to greet people as they're coming in and out. You may be the front door. I can't tell you about how important the greeting at the front door is. Because I don't know what you're going through. And you may come through that front door depressed, sad, had a rough week. And then you get, you get Melanie Benassi, who gives you a big old smile and says, good morning, I'm so glad you're here this morning. Let me tell you how much that'll change somebody's day in a heartbeat. So maybe that's you. Maybe you're a smiling face. Maybe that's what you need to do. Or maybe you need to serve in our children's ministry with Mary investing in the next generation of students and church in our church in the body of Christ. Maybe you need to serve in our student ministry with JT. They have, they have, they're booming in both of those areas, and it'd just be a great opportunity. Once again, as Todd always tells us, this is not, um, <laughs> this is not any obligation, but it's just an opportunity. There's no... So understand that you are wanted and needed. There's no pressure, just opportunity. But as you leave this morning, I want us to think about one thing. What if we all chose to find our gift mix, to get plugged in serving? Could you imagine what would happen in this place, in our community? I guarantee you, the doors will be flooded with folks who want to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ because they see something different in us. They see that they matter. And so this morning, that's what I want you to think about as we get prepared to leave. And as you're on your way out, you're going to receive a puzzle piece because you're an intricate part of the puzzle. You, without you, in the body of Christ... Ministry cannot happen. Without you and the body of Christ, we can't show the complete picture to the world around us of God's love for them.
Because if we take all the puzzle pieces and we put them together, once the puzzle is finished, it makes this really beautiful picture. And this is why I want you to know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made and that you are wanted and you are needed. Because I do firmly believe that if we as a church come together as the body of Christ, then truly the best is yet to come. And I believe that with my soul. I know Pastor Todd believes that. And my prayer for you is that you will be the puzzle when put together makes a beautiful picture that shows God's love to our lost world. Lord, we just thank you so much for today. God, we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy that we're so undeserving of. God, we thank you that together, as the body of Christ, we can show that love to a lost and dying world. God, I pray in the stillness of this moment that if there's someone who doesn't know you as their personal Lord and Savior, that you will nudge their spirit and their heart to walk down this aisle and come to know you as their Lord and Savior. God, I pray for the family or the person who doesn't have a church home or a body of Christ that they belong to. Or maybe they're looking for a place to serve. And Father, I pray that today will be their day to join this amazing body of believers as we journey towards those who are lost and going to hell. Father, I pray for the person who's in this room that God maybe is, feels like they're, they're not wanted or they're not needed. God, will you just speak into their heart and their soul that they are wanted and they're needed. God, we love you. We thank you for how great you are. And we praise you. May all that's done in the next few moments bring you glory and honor. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Will you stand? We're going to sing together. If you need someone to pray with, I'd be more than happy to pray with you. I'd love to. If you want to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, now's the time to do that. Let's sing together. Jesus, we just want to thank you. Jesus, we just want to thank you. Jesus, we just want to thank you. Jesus.
So much for being here this morning. Um, we are we love you. We are so thankful for you worshiping with us. A couple of quick announcements, really quick, and we'll close. If you're visiting with us or have been visiting with us for a little while, we have a Discover Forks event coming up on February 11th. It's um, it's a Sunday morning following the second service. There'll be a free luncheon for you and your family. We're going to talk about what it means to be a member of our church, also how you can get plugged in. And so I encourage you to sign up. Um, Signups will go out starting Wednesday night, but that'll be February 11th. Following the second service, it's free, it's a lunch for any guests or visitors who may uh, want to inquire about becoming a member here at the church. And then also tonight we'll have no activities on campus. So our children, our youth are in, um, down in Pigeon Forge, keep praying for them. Um, and then um, our adult Bible studies will be postponed until next week, okay? So no activities on campus. Uh, well, as Pastor Shaw would always say, uh, we love you and, and we are praying for you and we just pray that God will continue to guide you in your steps. You know, the week is going to go ahead and pray for us. Andrew, come on, my friend. Pray with me. Our Father, thank you for the opportunity to come to you as one body of Christ. And like Sean just shared with us, the way you orchestrate things, uh, I just thank you for bringing Sean to this community during this time as our pastor needs comfort and all the comfort that he's given to the community in this church. As we leave, take the sadness, the disappointment, and all those things that he talked about, any chains that we have around our neck, remove that as we walk out these doors, Father. And when we get in our cars today, let it be joy, only the joy and peace that you can give to us. Thank you for our leadership in this church, in the community, in the state, and especially this nation during this new year. We give all the glory to you, Father, and we ask that you forgive us when we fail. In Jesus' name, amen.